welcome to another episode of the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. My name is Bettina Deda and I'm here today with Sally Hart. You might remember Sally from previous episodes. She started doing uh, co-hosting this podcast and recording the episodes um, together with me. Um, she's not with me all um, every episode, but... Um, now we came together after four weeks again to um, talk about some new interesting developments. And so how are you, Sally? Hi, well, thank you, Bettina. Mm-hmm. What, what have you been up to in the last four weeks? Oh, okay. Well, in the last four weeks, um, there's been quite a lot happening. Um, one of the recent things that I've done um, that's relevant to our audience is interviewed Laurel Gray from Happily Organised. Um, Laurel's a fellow um, professional organiser with me, and uh, we had a uh, one of our monthly meetings, and I asked Laurel to give us a bit of information on how to downsize your digital office space at home. So that'll be coming um, to the audience fairly soon. Um, in addition to that, um, APO is the Australasian Association of Professional Organisers. Long word. Yeah. <laughs> Very long, and most people don't know what that means. Most people don't understand what professional organisers are. Mm. But there are many facets to professional organising, ranging from you know the decluttering to helping people with specific tasks that they need to achieve, whether it be paper flow, children's organization, busy mums, etc. And on that note, um, APO is celebrating their 10th anniversary this year. And we are having a um, just a general public awareness event. It will be a free event at North Sydney if anybody's interested in coming. Um, It'll be held on the 25th of March at the North Sydney Community Centre at 220 Miller Street, North Sydney. Um, And the event is titled Love Life and Get Organised. It'll be um, held at 9.30 a.m. There'll be a number of professional organisers there, including myself. And basically it's just, um, you know, people can come along, learn a little bit. There'll be a very brief um, uh, discussion, um, an explanation of what professional organisers do, and then an opportunity for the public just to come up and speak to each person who has a specialty. That's great. So that's more like a, a fair. It's not an, a presentation so people go there. Is that the whole day? Or? No, it'll so, only go for a couple of hours. Oh, right. Okay. Um, and, um, so, yeah, it's basically just, just a public um, exhibition of what APO is about, really. Oh, right. That sounds interesting. So, yeah, we have to note that. 20, yeah, when 25th, was it again? 25th, 25th of March. March at North all Sydney. right. Maybe we all meet there. Yeah, oh, that sounds really, there. really great. And what have you been up to, Bettina? Oh, yeah. So I had um, actually another talk. Um, my first one for this year, I spoke at the Brobus Club, Middle Harbour Brobus Club, about downsizing to about 90 people, which was interesting. Half of them had already downsized, the other half not. So it was, it was quite interesting. And um, yeah, I gave some general ideas about how to achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. We spoke about storage, space planning and decluttering, of course, mm-hmm. <laughs> like always. And then um, the day after that, I had my uh, workshop, Downsizing 101, which was great here in um, actually nearby where we are at the moment in uh, Castle Hill. And um, yeah, I had four people there and people brought their floor plans and their pictures and we um, went through yeah three hours basically again talking about decluttering, space planning, storage, how to find your decorating style. We did a little tear sheet exercise so people 
could look what, what style they like. And um, yeah, it was great. So everyone had his their own challenges and they brought their, as I said, their floor plans and we just worked with that. So that was fun. And um, that was um, a week ago. Yeah, so it was um, it's all happening. I'm not sure that everybody would know what a tear sheet is. Do you oh, know? right. Yeah, so it was basically... Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, we had um, magazines, interior design magazines or special interest magazines, and everyone just went through and asked them to go through and just cut out or tear out what they really like. What It could be anything like a chair, a color, um, a whole setting of a room. So Basically creating a mood board. Yeah, it sort of helps. Yeah. Helps a lot. Finding finding stuff you like, and then um, they could they took it home, and I was helped. I said, "Well, next next step would be to do a mood board and put it all together." And finding a, usually you find a pattern when yeah. you do these things. Yeah, some sort of connection. Yeah, you, you find oh, I like black and white, or I like country style, or whatever. So this is what I yeah we started doing. We couldn't actually. We would have needed much more time to do all. All of the questions was, yeah. yeah, people have a lot of questions yes. and um, it was interesting, but I enjoyed doing it and uh, hopefully we will do some more. Sounds like fun stuff. Yeah, and um, yeah, so that was um, some of the major things. Um, what else? Yeah, so today, um, because Sally is here again and you might remember, um, she we had did a podcast about her downsizing journey on her own property. Where we are actually now sitting at the moment. I'm at Sally's home in the countryside. And um, she, if you have listened to the episode, if not, you can always go back and um, tune into it. Um, She has basically downsized on her own property and has separated her home into two homes. Yep. And uh, she, but she also told me that she was and still is looking into the um, option of building a granny flat on her property because it's a large property and there's enough space. So that is another option. And um, so we thought, why not talking a bit about granny flats today, which is an opportunity for people to downsize or to move into a smaller home. That's right. So maybe, yeah, maybe Sally, um, what are you up to with your research so far? Or okay. What, yeah. Um, okay. So I actually have two granny flat stories along those lines. So one is my, um, the property that I'm on now, which is five acres. And, um, I have the op- option here to do a separate, um, dwelling. Well, all granny flats are separate dwellings usually. Well, actually, no, they're not the one I have here at the moment isn't, but anyway, <laughs> um, council regulated ones are separate dwellings. So, um, the option I have at the moment is um, to, you know, build any kind of construction. I'm in the Borkham Hill Shire Council, so um, it will comply with the state development plans. And um, I'm unable to do a complying development on this particular property because of the bushfire regulations. So mm. um, granny flats and um, how they comply will always depend on the council that you're in and the particular block of land that you have. So in this council that I'm in, um, if I had a different block of land, I could do a complying development, which mean, would mean I wouldn't need to do a DA, mm. which just means it costs a little bit less money. A DA costs about $6,000. Um, it's, um, it's quicker with, if you don't it's have much the, quicker. Yeah, It's much quicker. DA, yeah. So in this situation, because I'm in a bushfire um, zone, um, I'm still able to do it. Uh, but what I need to do, and I have already done, is you get a, an approval from the bushfire. You basically get... Um, 
it's basically a certification from the bushfire to rate the property mm. and state where you know whether the site that you've chosen would be suitable and, and applicable for um, a granny flat. The site that I've chosen on the on the land is the site that um, I, I'm thinking of doing it from the point of view of for me to retire to because mm. um, the. The, the property has a beautiful billabong and I would like to put the um, granny flat down there. And the reason for that is that that will be my next downsizing um, op- opportunity because you haven't actually looked around the whole property yet, but it's very large. There's yeah. a lot of work here to be cared for. And I still love the property and I don't want to lose it. Um, but I really, you know, once my children have moved on well and truly, there's no point in me having this massive property. This big, yeah. So my intention would be to build a, um, a beautiful granny flat down by the Billabong. Um, and it would be in a lovely um, private location. And because of the bushfire regulations, um, there are stringent requirements as to the materials that we can build the granny mm, flat mm. Um, out With, of. Yeah, yeah. And the granny flat that I would like to build will actually be um, not a not a standard granny flat. I'd choose to have an architect design it, and um, it'll have straw. I'd, I'd like to build an environmentally um, sustainable property um, building. So I love mm. the straw bale um, construction. So and it has great thermal co- um, qualities, and um, that's quite okay for bushfire mm. regulations. So. That's what I'll be doing there, and um, I'm really looking forward to it. And the great thing is, is that you know you comply with council with your 60 square meters, but that doesn't mean that doesn't include all of the surrounding area. So I can have beautiful decks and mm. um, all that sort of thing, yeah. so that I've got plenty Outdoor of facility. Area, yeah, and it'll be yeah, really yeah. generous. Well, that sounds good. I'm coming to see you then. Well, and, once uh, that is done, I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> um, so that's sort of partway yeah. through, and, and the other um, granny flat. Um, situation I have. I've actually opted out of it, um, but um, I went through the process. I have an investment property in Seven Hills, mm. and it has a very, very large block of land. I think it's 900 square metres or something like that with an existing home on it. Um, and there it's very straightforward to put a granny flat into the back of the property. You know, a lot of houses out that way, um, they have a house at the front, you know, very basic sort of house at the front, mm. massive backyard. And as long as there's um, access down the side for a, a truck to get into the property oh. um, and you don't have any restrictions with sewerage, you've got to be conscious of um, some blocks are not suitable from memory because, you know, you, you ideally have the higher block of land on the um, higher the highest side of the road because of the stormwater drainage. Mm-hmm. If you can't get your drainage off the property, it you know, basically can restrict you. Anyway, um, yeah. you know, that situation, in a situation like that, you put, um, you know, a prefab granny flat in, it might cost you $100,000 or a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, you can rent that out for, you know, I don't know, I can't remember now what, what it was going to be, but, you know, a few hundred few hundred dollars a week at least. Mm, mm. And you've basically doubled the rental income on the property, so very yeah. good. And at the same time, um, you know, you when you want to sell that property, obviously it's worth, well, it yeah. may be worth a little bit less than it was, you know, the main house, but overall the property's mm. worth more. Yeah, I mean, that's a great example that um, granny flats are not only a place for retirees to live. So a lot of people use them just for their children, maybe if they have teenage children or um, yeah, if the, again, if the parents are still there, so the parents could live 
in the granny flat and the, the, the children with their family in the house. So there's lots of options what you can Yeah, very do. much so. I, I or you could have a hobby room or something there if someone is like the kids are playing drums or something like that. You know, they could yeah. do that there. Yeah, that's right. Whatever. I think that there are a lot of people that build them for their, their young family that mm. are growing up, you know, a young couple that's getting married and just trying to get on their feet. And, um, you know, and, and the option there is that, um, you know, the parents live in the main house, the kids live in the granny flat while they're, you know, getting themselves established. Yeah, but then they but can often flick around the other way. Yeah. And the kids may well move into the main yeah, house and, yeah. the, and the parents, you know, if yeah. they're parents that want to be really involved with their children, mm. um, it's great. You know, they can be, in, you know, basically living right next to the children. And the other advantage of that is it's a great downsizing story for, down, for retirees because, they don't have to move out of their community. Yeah, uh, they have yeah. the same neighbours. There are a lot of people that are really happy and well entrenched yeah, in their community. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they may need that extra income. So, And they may want, you know, it's a great situation where it's an old property um, that they're living in currently. And rather than renovate that, they can build mm. something new out the back, new and fresh, mm. and um, rent out the front or have their family live in the front. And they've got, you know, what they need. It's all mm. new. It's comfortable. It's designed pretty much around what they need. Mm. Um, and they still have their neighbours and their social yeah. community and everything near them. So Yeah. I just had, um, this reminds me of some friends, they have a fantastic old house from the 60s, mm. an original architectural, mm. really designed house with original features. <laughs> they even have the original orange sofa in there it's mm -hmm. amazing and they they are doing it the plan was to sell that house actually but then now the the daughter is married and has two children and she they were in europe and they just came back and then said why why actually sell the house we keep it renovated and for the mother the father has passed away so for the mother they built this granny flat mm. on the property so it's still they can keep their family home which was so long in their um mm. Um, they owned it for so long and it's a really great designed house so mm. that's good because other people might you know pull it uh, tear it all down and 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 that's a, would be a, um, a shame for this yeah it is lovely so, so it's, sometimes you just there's different options what you what you can do well it's quite lovely to be able to keep that emotional attachment yeah to the property, yeah, and not yeah exactly the financial and the, or, or the burden yeah. the physical burden as well yeah 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 that's great so yeah so basically um for people who are interested in looking into granny flats, there's a lot on the internet. So you can just Google it and you find all sorts of specialized builders who only do granny flats. There's a lot of builders who do other stuff as well, but some are only um, doing this. And I came also across, um, when I looked, when I Googled it, I, across a website which is called grannyflatfinder.com.au, which is a sort of a marketplace where you can go to get some first impressions. You just type in the area, how much you want to spend, and other things that are important for you, and then it spits out some Relevant opportunities. Options. Yeah, and there's lots of images, so it's great to get a bit of an overview what's out there, what you can build, what style, what um, floor plan. Um, that's very relevant because I think yeah. a lot of people have an idea that a granny flat is something that's kind of like a tin shed that's been built out Boring. the back, you know, yeah. or a relocated yeah. home. Um, that's so, certainly not mm. the case. And a lot of homes in Europe now are prefab homes. And so, you know, Australia has been a little bit slow on the uptake on that, but we're catching up yeah. and it's a huge market here. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's massive. If, if you just need to look at the, um, development of the whole population, I think I read 
uh, when was was it about fifty three point five million in two thousand one hundred or so here yeah. in Australia, which is more than double what we have at the moment. Mm. What are we twenty twenty one or something? Uh, I don't know. I thought it was twenty four or something around that. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, you can get all the figures from the Bureau of Statistics, but that is massive, and this is not only um, a, a big part of this number is retirees and mm-hmm. people they get older now and um, but there's also a massive number of new immigrants people who move to the country <laughs> and um, all sorts of age groups and they yeah they all need to live somewhere and um, this is one of the reasons why the apartment developments are yep. so big here because we can't have all big houses like you have on a massive five acre property that's right it's just not working anymore yeah so our interview partner today is wally gabriel Wally is the head designer and partner of Granny Flat Solutions, a Granny Flat builder and division of BuildSense Solutions, which was established in 1985, bringing together a dedicated and talented team of qualified architects, designers, licensed builders and project managers with one primary goal to build quality homes in your backyard. So welcome, Wally. Thank you for having me. Thanks. How are you today? I'm <laughs> well, thank you. That sounds good. Um, Let's talk a bit about granny flats um, as an option for empty nesters who are planning to downsize. Granny flats are very popular at the moment, and maybe we start with um, a definition. What is a granny flat? Yeah, that sounds like a pretty straightforward question, but it's actually, it can be quite complicated. I mean, a granny flat technically is a fully self-contained house. It's got its own kitchen, bathroom, laundry facilities, lounge rooms, bedrooms, the whole thing. Um, a lot of people still think of granny flats as garage conversions, but they're a lot more than that now. They're they're they're, they're brand new homes essentially. Yes, yeah, that's the. We come to that in a minute. A lot of people think it's sort of a box, <laughs> boring yeah, box that's right. thing. That's right. Yeah. Um. So who can who can build a granny flat in on their property? The rules pretty much say that if you have a four hundred and fifty square meter block of land, which is at least is 12 metres wide, then you're allowed to build a granny flat. Um, this is in New South Wales. Yes. However, it doesn't apply to everyone. Um, every block is different. Some have some drainage issues, some have trees, things like that. So it does suit a lot of properties who are, which have about 600 square metres or more. Mm. Um, and the people who are generally building them are, you know, I guess, mums and dads, um, young kids, uh, investors, um, hobby rooms, yeah, uh, that, that, that type of uses, yeah. So basically, you just said it's um, in New South Wales. So that means in every state there are different rules. Is correct? Yes. Yeah. So yes. people, because we have listeners from everywhere, so people, and even, um, I mean, we talk about Australia now, but I think granny flats may also be. Um, a, to- a topic abroad, but everyone has basically to contact their council and see what's what the regulations are for where they are living. That's correct. Yeah, and um, so that is that this sort of complying development question. If you if you comply to these, what you just said, the square meters, and um, you don't have a very complicated backyard, it's um, all even. You know, you might yeah. uh, most probably be able to build a granny flat so people if they if they um, think they are um, in that category they contact you do you go and have a look then or how does or do you tell them or you have to first check with council or how does that work 
Yeah, sure. Well, we do ask them to provide a 149 planning certificate from the local council. Yes. Because that outlines if there are any restrictions on their property, and that is quite important to know um, before we actually go out there. But once we receive that document and we can confirm that it can be done, mm-hmm. then yes, we go out there and inspect the property. Okay, so cool. So we've covered these two things. One is making sure it can be done, and secondly, looking at the property as well to make sure there are no restrictions or anything else as well. All right. Okay. Um, and then there's, but there's also cases when people um, do need um, a development application. That's the more complicated yes, cases. <laughs> that is yes. So where it doesn't work with compliant developments, so if you don't have the right land size or the frontage or square meters or so on, then mm. yes, we can go down the path of a development application, and we do those as well to help customers. To help the people. Yeah. All right. Is that a very long um, time project? Uh, like, sorry, I mean, for DAs for houses can often take months. Um, how, is that a quicker process with the granny flat then? or Not much. Not, really. not much, to be honest. <laughs> It's following the same, same processes, so neighbor mm-hmm. notification, engineering and everything else. So it, it is adding a two to three month time frame to the process. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so... People should try and check with their council what the um, requirements are. Once they are ready to go, um, what is um, possible design-wise these days if people consider building a granny flat? No, we talked about, you know, I mean, compared to boring sheds or something, a lot of people think, oh, this is a, what is that? So what, what, what can you do? Like, what, what's possible? Oh, look, we, we pride ourselves on not having boring design and we have our own inside internal architects and designers so every building we do is very unique mm-hmm. and we like to we like to break the mold of a boring box design so even on our website on our gallery page there are so different buildings that people often comment and think they can't believe it's a grey flat yes. um, so really the, the sky is the limit we've, we've got many different building materials you can use and you can design different shapes different roof types and you could really have oh, something very spectacular so it's basically, you just said you have all the um, um, specialists in-house. So people can then say, okay, if they come to you, do they come to your office then and then sit down? Or how does that process work? Or do the, the designers or whoever that is, the interior architects, go to people's houses then? Or how is, how um, is that It work? works both ways. Uh, occasionally we do like to go visit the site just to get a feel for where the building will be sitting and how it affects neighbors and so on. Mm-hmm. The, then the second time around, most of the time, the, um, the customers will come into our office and sit down with the designer and start coming up with some concept plans. So it works both ways. All right. We need, like the designers like to visit the site and all, and like to have them in there as well. And just out of interest, if people come to you, do they already have something in their mind? Like, is that often that they say, "I want this, this, and this," or are they more like, oh, "We have no idea, and what what should we do?" Yeah, it depends on the customer. Yeah, a lot of the clients would have generally no idea. They just want a granny flat built. They don't. They're not too concerned about specific design as long as it fits. Whereas another, a large portion of our customers who are building for themselves or or so on, they have a specific idea in mind of what they want to achieve, or they want to match the exact or things like that. So. Yeah, it's sort of a mix of both. But either way, we, we sort of work with them to come up with the right uh, solution for them. Okay. Um, can you tell us about one project 
that you did, which um, kind of showcases that granny flats do not have to be boring. I uh, mean, yeah, but I'd say I'd say the one on our website on the gallery page, which is the chroma design. Um, that's to us a bit of a showcase because it looks absolutely nothing like a granny flat. It's got a high rate ceiling, uh, lots of glass and windows, uh, bifold doors, timber deck. It's also got a garage attached. Oh, wow. um, it, it looks quite spectacular, I have to say. Like a second but, um, little house, <laughs> basically. Well, yeah. It's exactly what it is, yeah. yeah. In, in many cases, the granny flat sometimes looks better than the main house. <laughs> it's happened quite often too. <laughs> um, have you had um, empty nesters who are planning to downsize coming to you about granny flats? Quite a lot, actually. Oh, Quite really? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. How, how, was, how was that? <laughs> is there any... Um, I think sometimes their um, biggest obstacle is where to store materials, where to store a lot of their possessions and stuff. But, um, yeah, other than that, yeah, a lot of them do downsize and move into a brand new home and let the, the kids or grandkids or whoever live in the main house, which is a lot larger and also keeps them close to... Uh, the kids and the family. So that, that's probably another large portion of what our clients yeah. um, are, a lot of empty nesters, yeah. Yeah, that's that's um, the thing. You can, like, um, build a granny flat for yourself, basically, and leave so that you don't have to sell the family home because that is often an emotional thing. People live there for 30, 40 years and then they have to sell it if they want to go somewhere else. But in that case, they could have a new home on the same property and leave the family home in the family, basically, which is that's correct, it's a yeah. good option. And the good thing is close to the family as well. So they've got their own independence by being in the back, but they're still close to everybody, which is which is very important for a lot of families. Yes, and yeah, and the grandchildren can go and grandma can look after them when the yeah, <laughs> families right. are out of the house. Yeah, it's, it's, it has, right. has a lot of advantages, yeah. Correct, um, yeah. yeah, all right, fantastic. So um, we'll talk about the, or maybe we put um, just mentioned it now. So your website is um, www.grannyflatsolutions.com.au. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there people, um, all the listeners find a lot of images and um, inspirations, what they can do. I had a look there as well. So that's a great way if you have no idea just to, flick through and all the images and have a look and see what's possible. And then you can always talk to Wally or another specialist and have, um, yeah, discuss it in more detail. So what is it that um, differentiates you from competitors? What would you say? I, yeah, I think... I mean, our, not you personally, I mean <laughs> the business. Yeah. <laughs> no, certainly. Look, our, our mother company, BuildSense Solutions, which you touched initially, is a building company that's been operating for nearly 30 years now. So we've got a lot of experience in the building industry, design and construction. Um, so to us, moving into Grandpots was quite an easy transition. It's what we've always done. We didn't just set up a company to deal with granny flats. It's something we were doing already. So we've got definitely the experience um, side of things, our quality assurance, all those little things that people want to know who they're dealing with, the company, the history, got that all there. Mm. Uh, we're not a new company, but also, yeah, the fact that we have internal arcs and designers, so every one of our buildings is quite unique, and we can definitely, um, I think customers like that, they're not having to pick a designer done, we'd rather do it the other way around and say, well, let's look at your block first and design something that suits your block rather than making you pick a design that you know, may not work on your property. So, 
it's choice. It's it's mm. choice. That's what people and that's what we like to offer. Um, and how many people are working with Granny Flat Solutions? Like, how, is how big is it? The business we our company employs eighteen people. Oh right, uh, that's designers, that's admin people, yeah, project managers, and so on. So wow, um, that's great. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that sounds fantastic. So, um, is there anything else you think might be relevant for the listeners in that arena of downsizing to granny flats? Something you might want to add or discuss? Yeah, I guess all I could say is that um, to think outside the box, a granny flat is not going to be, you know, some people think, oh, I don't want to live in a granny flat. I don't want to be demoted to a granny flat, but it doesn't have to be that way. You could be quite a nice, stunning home. Um, and we can come up with many solutions for storage and um, and so on. So, so I, I, not, I often, when I'm speaking with customers, tell them that, you know, we've got a clean slate. Let's design something that you want and we can help them to develop that. So, um, mm. yeah, it, it, it It's not as small. This square is not as small as some people think too. So it could be quite a comfortable little home for many yeah, people. Yeah. yeah, you just mentioned storage, and I know from talking to empty nesters that this is one of them big things. Of course, I mean they they should have all decluttered, and some do it better <laughs> than others. But um, yeah. they still, you still have a lot of stuff if you move from a big house to a like. How many bedrooms does a granny flat have? Two maximum, or Yeah, I mean, we've done, for a lot of empty nesters, we've done one large main bedroom and then a smaller a sm spare room. Yeah, so that's the usual. common. Yeah, that's the usual thing. Then you have to sort out, okay, what goes in that spare bedroom? Is it that's the office right. or is it the guest room or whatever? That's so right. what, what But also the another little, oh, sorry. sorry, yeah. Another little thing some people may not know is that if your property has a driveway which accesses the road straight through to the backyard, we can actually attach a garage to the granny flat as long as there is vehicular access to the back. So a lot of people have taken advantage of that and that has become their storage space, I guess, and that, that resolves a lot of their problems. Oh, so they still right. get the full two-bedroom granny flat and they've still got a bit of storage outside in the garage. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. see, that's a good thing. I just wanted to ask how you come up with solutions for storage then in, the, yeah. in that case. So, the, I mean, that is a good one. And um, yeah. what about like inside... Um, do you then build these, whatever, floor-to-ceiling wardrobes or yeah. cupboards or definitely, so definitely. anything that… You're always looking at areas to linen cupboards and pantries and all those little things that mm. you know, people need that, that, um, so that when you're living in a granny flat, you're not reducing the quality of life. You've got the same same stuff you'd have in, in your main house, really. So, But, yeah, definitely the floor-to-ceiling cupboards and um, quite common yeah. we do these things, yeah. All right, that sounds great. Yeah, so um, you kind of help them managing their challenges as well <laughs> with the <laughs> furniture. Um, oh no, you're not. I'm just thinking about a lot of people have the furniture is another thing, but I mean that's not your um, your business sorting, helping them sort out. You know what to take. That's often what I what I'm what one of my challenges is. I mean, I had just the other day a lady. His she moved from a. I think it was four bedroom house to a retirement village and um, she had already decluttered a lot but she still had the furniture she wanted to take was really big you know and then you can't really it's kind of this oh yeah I want to take this and then I mean it fitted in I drew up a floor plan for her but it's sort of I said you look I would not recommend this if you asked me to buy that new for that place it's so this yeah <laughs> But it's, um, I mean, yeah. when people moving in, you are mostly out of the 
<laughs> whole project, well, so you don't have to do anything with that, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it's a good point, though, because we do have a lot of customers who would say, this is my furniture size, and we'll come to a oh, specific yeah. dimensions of their table or their bed and bed exactly. heads. Exactly, yeah. Uh, we must, I can't tell you how many times we've designed rooms around furniture, um, and we oh, do it right. almost every day because people, you know, especially, like you said, the empty nest is moving in. They don't want to go buy a new bed. This is the bed they've got, and we have to make sure it fits. So yeah. it's, it oh, is a interesting. challenge for us too. <laughs> <laughs> so you basically not, do not only draw up the design of the like the floor plan, you have to basically fill it, yeah, work around the furniture yeah. then as well. Oh, oh, absolutely. Right. Because when we design our, our electrical power points, it also has to work around where the furniture is sitting and yeah, yeah. Uh, lights. It's, it's something that we, even if a customer didn't, Come to us with specific furniture dimensions. We always think this room going to work. Where would the furniture that forms part of our design? Yeah, that's actually a really good point with the um, powerpoints. I had with that example I was just talking about. We came into that apartment, and then it was sort of you saw. Oh yeah, here goes the dining table, and here goes the living area but then we had to move it around because the tv connection was on the other side and i said what that's weird here you should you know it was sort of clear where it goes but then it didn't go there so you had to go on the other wall you know and then you kind of uh, i don't know you kind of change everything around and it's some this is really hard so in that sense if you build a granny flat it's a bit easier you can customize everything to what um what you have yeah yeah all right cool um Thanks for um, sharing and um, your tips and expertise and coming um, um, to the recording here. Um, I repeat again the website. So for everyone who would like to um, know a bit more what's possible, go to www.grannyflatsolutions.com.au. Take some time to browse the different styles and models. And if you have any questions, I'm sure Wally and the team <laughs> will be happy to answer them. You find all the contact details there. So that brings us to the end of this podcast. Um, I would like to invite you to my next downsizing talk on the 5th of May in Alexandria. Together with a decluttering specialist, we will talk about how to get rid of all your stuff, um, how to um, avoid costly mistakes when downsizing and moving, and how to optimize storage in a more compact space. Tickets are $49. Um, and please go, if you would like to book a seat, go to www.downsizewithstyle.com and click on the Downsizing Workshop tab, and there you find a link to book your, um, your seat and to purchase a ticket. Um, if you would like to um, have your individual consultation, I do a sort of a mini workshop um, just for you individually in partnership with Bow Concept in their showroom in Crow's Nest. And uh, you can bring all your stuff and um, floor plans and questions and we um, go through what um, your individual questions and I um, give you some um, ideas and tips how to get started with your downsizing journey. Um, if you're interested in that, please just um, go to my website again, downsizewithstyle.com, and um, uh, you'll find the contact details there. And finally, um, if you like this podcast and find it valuable, please leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. This helps us to be found in the um, podcast jungle out there and also promote the show. Um, thank you for listening today, and uh, we'll speak us next week then. Bye. Bye.